Welcome to Beyond the Book. In this episode, we'll talk about success strategies and how when they are designed by triumphant people, they often lead to amazing accomplishments. I'm your host, Ryan Ruff, guiding you through the essential elements that routinely show up in successful individuals. So let's dive into another episode to help you accomplish your objectives in a more timely and efficient manner. Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Beyond the Book podcast. I am your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It is good to be with you today. And as always, we've got another great author that we're going to be featuring here on the show and diving deep into their contribution in a particular book or a book itself. And today we have a fantastic guest joining us, and that's Mr. Uh, Dr. Olivia Ong. And Dr. Olivia Ong was part of a very special book called The Soul of Success, Volume 3 of The Soul of Success, and had the opportunity to co-author this book with a, you know a, some of the world's leading entrepreneurs and professionals, one of which being the legendary author, Jack Canfield, of course, known for the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. Now, Dr. Ong had a, a really inspiring message in her chapter, Chapter 13, entitled, How My Spinal Cord Injury Taught Me the Greatest Life Lesson lesson, self-compassion. And we're so fortunate to have Dr. Ong aboard the podcast with us to dive a little deeper and of course, go beyond the book here on the show today. Dr. Ong, it's great to be with you. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, happy to have you aboard. Appreciate you carving some time out to be with us today. Uh, you know, I think a great place for us to start is right there in the name of your chapter, this idea of self-compassion. Talk to me. Could you Give us in our audience a little bit of a brief synopsis, if you will, maybe the key message, the key theme that you were really hoping to share with the readers of this book. Yeah, sure. So the key message I'm hoping to share with the readers is that the sooner we develop self-compassion, the sooner we can all heal. You know, relying on a wheelchair after my spinal cord injury made me realize that I had also been trapped in an invisible wheelchair way before my accident. And I'm not alone. You see, a lot of people are paralyzed and living their life in an invisible wheelchair. They might be stuck in a job they hate, trapped in a loveless marriage, shackled in unfulfilling relationships due to too many people pleasing, or too much people pleasing rather, or other situations that limit their happiness and fulfillment. So when I was in the wheelchair and suffering after my injury, I realized I needed to develop self-compassion. And so the wheelchair ended up becoming a source of my freedom. So... A little bit about self-compassion. Dr. Kirsten Neff is one of the leading experts in the science of self-compassion. She describes self-compassion through three key pillars, mindfulness, common humanity, self-acceptance, and self-kindness. Let's talk about the first pillar, which is mindfulness. Mindfulness encourages us to acknowledge our pain and suffering and experience our emotions without suppressing or exaggerating them and observe our emotions with mindful awareness, just as they are. This helps us avoid getting swept up in unhelpful cycles of negative reactivity. The second pillar of self-compassion is common humanity. Often when we are suffering, we feel alone and isolated. It's helpful to recognize that all humans suffer and we are all imperfect. Rather than being isolated, we are participating in a shared human experience through suffering. And as, the, as we all did that, uh, we all went, had a shared human experience through the pandemic. That was one clear example. And the third pillar of self-compassion is self-acceptance and self-kindness. The key for, to that is to be kind and gentle with ourselves when we face suffering, whether it manifests through failure, imperfection, or challenges outside our control. It's helpful to accept these things as a normal part of the human experience rather than fighting against them and becoming angry, frustrated, or self-judgmental. 
through self-compassion, which I shared in my book chapter, my story in there, I was able to rebuild my life from life-threatening spinal cord injury and burnout back to a place where I had a family I loved, including my two young kids and a job I enjoyed. So I believe through these skills of self-compassion and for the readers as well, we can all learn to respect ourselves and build our self-worth. Oh, Dr. Og, that's fantastic. I love that message. And the metaphor of the wheelchair mm-hmm. is, a, is a really interesting one. And then, boy, those three pillars are ever so powerful. And, you know, you had your personal experiences, mm-hmm. which, uh, which I'd like to dive a little bit deeper into. Could you tell me why it is really in the first place that you just felt called to share this story, to share this message and, and have the, the aspiration of, of, you know, hoping to make this story leave an impact on somebody else. Yeah. Um, in my chapter for soul of success, volume three, how self-compassion was my biggest life lesson through my spinal cord injury. I felt called to share this story because I wanted to introduce to the readers, this powerful transformational tool that I just spoke about. And I currently embody, which is called self-compassion Self-compassion personally helped me thrive being in the business of being myself as an entrepreneur as well. It helped me to discover my why and it can help the readers find theirs too. So here's how my story goes. A couple of years ago, I reached a turning point in my life. So for the past 12 years before that turning point, I had gone through many life events. You know, I had gone from enduring a spinal cord injury where doctors told me I'll never walk again to relearning how to walk, rebuilding my medical career and having two children but I was constantly living with burnout, fatigue, and overwhelm. I had lost sight of who I was beyond being a doctor. I realized I wanted to discover the passion in my medical work, restore my mental and emotional well-being, and reconnect with my family, my inner self, and my identity. In the process of reconnecting with the important parts of my life and myself, I found a renewed sense of purpose and clarity in my mission to help doctors around the world lead the heart-centered life they truly deserve. This period of honing my focus started to take shape when I discovered self-compassion, which helped me get to a place where I was thriving both at home and at work. And through self-compassion, I learned how to take ownership of my thoughts and gain a whole new perspective on life. And I had a fire in my belly because I'd seen way too many of my talented medical colleagues burn out, more so in the pandemic. I had been through burnout myself, not just once, but twice. So I worked on this problem of burnout as diligently as I've ever worked on anything. And I figured out how I could help my medical peers discover the heart-based tools that helped me get out of the hole I had been in earlier on. And I've seen burnout from both sides. I've suffered from burnout as a doctor and as, as a patient. And I've become passionate about arming my colleagues with powerful tools such as self-compassion that they can use to rediscover their self-worth and lead the kind of heart-centered life I've been able to establish for myself. So I want to help them find that spark of joy and creativity outside the world of medicine and access the freedom to do whatever they want. But I also realized that these Uh skills of self-compassion weren't just valuable for medical professionals, but for everyone. That's why I shared my story in this book chapter, because it's a universal, I guess, truth and embodiment. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Ong, this is a really timely 
topic mm-hmm. as well uh, these days. I mean, we, the levels of burnout that we're seeing, not just in the medical industry, but in so many industries at large, especially after the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, really mm-hmm. came into effect full force. Uh, really, really powerful messaging in this chapter here. And I want to I want to take a quick step back, though, from the chapter itself. And could you could you share a little bit more for our audience about yourself, particularly your background mm-hmm. in what would be business or the medical field as a whole, your profession, if you will. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I'll share a little bit about myself and my background in, in the business I set up. So it, funny enough, in the um, in 2008, that was the um, when the car accident happened that actually changed the trajectory of, of my life, basically, and how I became in business today. So it's, I guess it's important to talk, kind of talk about a little bit about what happened then. So in 2008, when I was still just a resident doctor, you know, I just started a residency program in, ironically, rehabilitation medicine, and I became my own textbook. How so? I was hit by a car traveling at 60 kilometers per hour. That's, I guess, about 40 miles per hour. Don't quote me on that one. Um, the impact rendered me a paraplegic, and uh, I was told I'll never walk again. So that moment changed my life. And before the accident, I was a stressed out high achiever, like many um, medical people are. And specifically for me, I was born in a tradition, born into a traditional Asian household where I was taught that good enough was never good enough. And it's an idea shared by many of us, really, in demanding high workload positions. And did you know that more than half of, fem- of female physicians, actually, actually generally all physicians feel burnt out? And I happen to be one of wow. them. Many times, in fact. Yeah. And caught in a negative spiral at that time, when something went wrong, the first person I blamed was myself. My accident changed all of that because learning to walk again was a slow process. It still is a slow process. I'm still recovering. Uh, Nerves regenerate slowly, and it's hard going, literally one step at a time. It's self-compassion and body. And not every day goes the way you want it to be. And, you know, your recovery is never as idealistic or as complete or as fast as, as you hope it will be. And I'm still getting recovery up to this day. And we're talking about 15 years down the track after the injury. Mm-hmm. And through that experience, I found out what exactly it was like to be on the other side of the healthcare system as a patient. So I spent years as a patient in hospitals and rehab facilities in Australia and in the U.S., specifically Carlsbad, <laughs> to, be, to be even more precise, in Southern California. Uh, they had a spinal cord injury recovery center there where I spent three years there. I relocated from Australia to Project Walked in an attempt to regain some of the capabilities that were torn away from me. But I didn't realize that little did I know that I was going to get a whole lot more than I had bargained for just by going um, you know, to the U.S. and learning uh, to walk again. And I did walk again after intensive three-year recovery process. And amongst other things... Um, you know, I share my experience with others about how I overcame my spinal cord injury. But coming out the other side of such a dark period in my life inspired me to start a business to address the unspoken toll that doctors bear when they don't find the support they need. So I've been a high-performance leadership coach and mentor for doctors over the last couple, three years now. And I run programs helping doctors transform their lives, moving from burnout to balance. And it's a big passion and mission of mine. And I really enjoy this particular work. And I guess being able to speak from my own unique life experiences um, gives my presentations a deeply authentic feel. So I do speak a lot um, in industry-leading events. And Mm. my warm approach has made me a sought-after speaker and online educator. So my 
in my personal brand, a thought leadership business, the heart center doctor, that's, that's my primarily business. I'm an author like, you know, like um, Jack Canfield, who I co-authored with. I'm an author too. And I love writing books of which um, I'm the author of um, my two books, The Heart Centeredness of Medicine and the second edition of that book, The Heart Centered Doctor, both of which featured a foreword from Jack himself, um, co-author of Chicken Soup for the Soul series and The Success Principles, How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. And I'm really grateful that last year, you know, I was, I received the Best Sellers Quilly Award as well in September 2022 um, in Beverly Hills, Beverly Hilton, sorry, not Beverly Hills, Beverly, Beverly Hilton for recognition of my authorship in my, in my book collaboration, which is what we are all about mm-hmm. today in the interview, Soul of Success, mm-hmm. Volume 3 with Jack Canfield. And I've co-authored many other books as well. And I became the founder and CEO of my company, uh, the Heart Centered Method Institute Private Limited, which I established late last year, because my vision is for my education company to be the leading global personal growth and professional development company for physicians so that they can be well-rounded heart-centered doctors. And as a physician entrepreneur, I've been awarded um, the Disabled Business Excellence Award um, for demonstrating my leadership, resilience, and business skills in having established my company uh, despite all odds. And I've been featured extensively in the media as well, including Thrive Global, Yahoo Finance, International Business Times Singapore, and Australian Business Journal, and I appeared on TV as well, Sky News Studio 10, and Ticker TV, and yeah, I'm really passionate about what I do in my personal brand business, and sure, yeah. Um, yeah, Dr. Ong, uh, you have been busy of late, to say the least. <laughs> You're tra- transforming some gr- some lives, sharing your story in a multitude of different ways, coaching, media, so many different things. Uh, I want to jump back to the book here, mm. uh, The Soul of Success, Volume 3. Again, your chapter entitled, How My Spinal Cord Injury Taught Me the Greatest Life Lesson, Self-Compassion. Uh, since the release of this book, again, you mentioned, you know, you got opportunity to co-author a book with Jack Canfield and, and a, really a network of esteemed, you know, really highly regarded entrepreneurs and professionals in today's day and age. Uh, since the book's release, what kind of feedback have you received, uh, you know, from readers at large and, and any sort of uh, fun notes that that's come back to you since this uh, since this released? Yeah, um, the readers that have read um, the book, this book, um, The Soul of Success Voluntary, mm-hmm. the feedback has been excellent. Um, they enjoy reading the inspiring stories in the book. It's much similar to the format of Chicken Soup for the Soul. That's what they first commented. And I say, hey, I co-author Jack Hemfield. Of course, it's going to be similar format and very inspiring stories. They all, they all, some of them even like started highlighting and taking notes in the book. So that's how awesome it has been. It's been transformative for my my readers. And I have to talk a little bit about, you know, Jack Canfield himself. You know, he's been studying personal development, human behavior, and general success for 45 odd years, you know. And I personally have chosen him as my mentor um, since I was in high school. And it's been about 30 years now. And, and you know, and have I have been governing many of my daily decisions based on what I've learned from his findings, teachings, and philosophies from high school all the way to now as an older adult, I guess. Um, his educated and humble approach was one that resonated and harmonized immediately with my own core values and passions, allowing me to gain a strong footing in assisting others uh, in their own adventurous meandering. So those of us who have joined Jack on a portion of his journey, assisting others to find their own path to success, and we've all been invited to collaborate and share our own unique angle 
on his internationally proven success principles. And I have to say, as one of the 20 plus featured authors in the Solo Success Volume 3, I can honestly say the, the potential value of this book, this legacy, or any future volume of the Solo Success book series, it could never be accurately quantified because each unique story will be able to reach specific demographics in ways that only those specific readers will need in their lives. So all the authors will have impact in their own network. And of course, Jet has a lot of impact as well. Sure. Yeah, and of all the self-help, personal development, professional success, training and coaching books out there, the Solo Success book series is an ongoing legacy of priceless insights of many, many of us authors that will be able to serve readers of literally from all walks of life. I mean, my co- my readers are mainly doctors, but the other authors out there are, you know, are able to serve readers from their own industry or walks of life, teaching them universal truths, truths and industry-specific tips that will allow them to fine-tune their own approach to a more successful and abundant life. So that's what I truly found the impact of this legacy of a book, The Soul of Success Volume 3. Oh, it's it's great to hear, Doctor Ong. I'm, I'm I'm sure you know. Hearing that the feedback's been positive, mm. it's it's all all good stuff. Well, Doctor Ong, I've got to ask. You know, as we're coming in on the end of the, the our time together, I got to ask, what's on the horizon for you? A- anything exciting that you want to let our audience know about, or anything anybody should just keep an eye out for? Uh, because I know you're busy, but uh, anything particularly exciting for you? Yeah, um, I've been you know, as you said, I've been busy, and I've recently published a children's book with my seven-year-old son, Joseph, called Jojo the Kind Sloth, a children's book about developing self-compassion. So this book's about Jojo the Kind Sloth, learning to be his own best friend, and it it explains how self-compassion is a powerful tool for a child's well-being, leading to self-kindness and self-acceptance, and the cultivation of resilience for meeting life's challenges. And the key theme and message of this children's book is that being kind to oneself is the most important thing a child could ever learn to do, and this book helps to invite kids to explore self-compassion in this engaging daily practice of being their own best friends. So I've, I've encouraged parents and teachers to make this book a regular part of nighttime routines, specifically for parents, the nighttime routine, and help mm-hmm. the, the children in their lives establish greater self-awareness and self-kindness. And I, I'm really proud of this uh, for my children's book. Uh, it's become an Amazon best-selling book within 24 hours. And it's selling really well around the world. It's made its way to Walmart and Barnes and Noble. I'm really excited. So it's in, it's made it. Wow. Yeah, I've got a lot of readers from the US. Um, oh, that's amazing. yeah. And then um, not only that, it, Jojo the Kind was a finalist in the, the Book Excellence Awards in 2023. So pretty pumped. And uh, I'm currently working yeah. on the PR and marketing campaign for this for our children's book, where all year round I'll be doing school visits, libraries, and media engagements with my son Joe. So he'll be. He'll experience what it's like to, you know, experience, you know, to be a celebrity or experience media in a way. <laughs> and obviously, you know, we've had the the recent ninety five, um, you know, Oscars, uh, ninety five year Oscars. And my long term goal is for our children's book to be turned into animated short film and get nominated for Oscars. That's a long term goal, pipe dream at this moment, right. but it's there. And you never say never. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting! Uh, congratulations on the success then of of JoJo, the kind sloth. Yeah, thank you so much, man. Yeah, fant- fantastic. I, I'll have to, I'll have to keep an eye out for that. That's that's really exciting. Uh, you know, obviously, best of luck in the continued success of uh, of that series and and everything. Um, final question as we're getting ready to wrap up. Uh, if for anybody out there that's obviously 
moved by your inspiring story, you know, chapter here in the book, uh, or, or, you know, your messaging just really resonates with them. What's the best way somebody could find you online, uh, learn more about your exciting endeavors, or just even connect with you and, and open up a dialogue? Sure. And people can find me online and learn more about the work I do or connect with me on multiple ways. You can subscribe to my monthly newsletter through my website, which is DrOliviaLeeOng.com. And you can connect with me on my social media platforms like Facebook, that's um, under Olivia Lee Ong. I'm on Instagram as well, which is Ong underscore Olivia. And I'm on LinkedIn as well, which, uh, which I'm known as Dr. Olivia Ong. So you can, multiple ways of connecting with me online. And Dr. Ong, before we wrap up uh, today's discussion, I always like to pepper in this one final, mm. final fun question, really. Uh, you know, look, in this, in this story, you know, in this book, Soul of Success, Volume 3, yes, you were accompanied by some really terrific entrepreneurs out there. But in addition to that, you had the opportunity to co-author, you know, a book with a legendary and esteemed author in Jack Canfield, you know, author of the series, you know, Chicken Soup for the Soul series. What was that like for you to, to have your name on a project, to work with somebody as renowned as Jack? What, what was that experience like for you overall? Yeah, working with Jack Canfield is re- literally a dream come true. So I've known about Jack's work since I was not even high school, in grade school. Uh, I was 10 at that time. When I picked up my first Chicken Soup for the Soul book series, it was really popular in Singapore where I grew up. And that book transformed my life. And I've, I've bought all the books. You can ask my parents. I've bought every single Chicken Soup for the Soul book. And, you know, as I became a teenager and young adult, and, you know, every time I ask myself, I come to a decision point in my life, I'll actually ask what would Jack do in this scenario? That's how how connected I am to Jack's work, um, his his um, books and his literal, liter- literal book. <laughs> yeah, liter- literally a book. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, and, um, yeah, so I felt that Jack has always been by my side all this while. But to be able to now work with him, like, and co-author a book with him. It's it's amazing experience. And I've had the opportunity to also, having been coached and mentored by Jack as well in his coaching programs too. So it was mm. just like, I got to meet Jack virtually. I mean, I mean, at that time it was the pandemic, so we couldn't really meet in person. So that was an amazing mm. experience for me. And I have to say, it's something that I'll be, it's very, um, I'll be able to tell my kids and my kids and, and, the, and the kids, the generations to come that, I worked with Jack Canfield and such a legendary storyteller, coach, mentor. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. No words that's to describe my excitement yeah. when I when I got the opportunity <laughs> to co-author a book. It was a dream come true. I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And and Dr. Ong, again, we've got Dr. Olivia Ong with us. How My Spinal Cord Injury Taught Me the Greatest Life Lesson, Self-Compassion. That's her chapter here in the Soul of Success, Volume 3. Dr. Olivia Ong, we so appreciate you for jumping aboard and carving some time out of your day. We wish you continued success. And uh, I'm sure uh, we'll be having you back here on the show down the road when we hear of another uh, success story that you've uh, you've called, you know, you've uh, created for us. So thank you again. And uh, we wish you the best. All right. Thanks for having me. 
Alrighty, folks. And hey, look, we want to take one final moment and say thank you for jumping aboard and hanging out with us on the show today. If you took anything away from today's show, you benefited from the messages that Dr. Ong shared, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whichever podcasting platform you checked us out on. That way you never miss out on another future episode. But until next time, for Olivia Ong, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we'll see you next time on Beyond the Book.